0: welcome to the gimmick street wrestling podcast i am funky sam medina and today i'm joined by comedian kevin brady what's up kevin
1: oh you know we're just uh living the dream loving life over here on the uh the the right coast of america oh
0: interesting yeah. uh i know you meant right with a uh i guess the, both ways are spelled the same but you meant right as opposed to left not right as opposed to wrong
1: uh correct right? i mean i'm I do like to tell people that you know, <laughs> if you have a problem with Massachusetts and the way Massachusetts does things, uh, we've been teaching America how to America since before America was America. So, you know, trust the trust your people in Massachusetts. We know what we're doing.
0: I know a guy, uh, a comic from Cape Cod. Yeah, is that a place? Uh,
1: yes. Nobody from Massachusetts will call it Cape Cod. It's the Cape. Um, oh, okay. I guess the the government name is Cape Cod, um,
0: uh anyways, he refers to himself as a masshole,
1: yeah, so it is uh depending on the tone of voice, depends on if it's a term of endearment or not um so yeah, I mean, it's just uh it's like watching that Dunkin Donuts commercial from the Super Bowl with uh you know Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and uh Tom Brady, like if you just take that commercial. And presume that it was a documentary and not a commercial. That's just that's three dudes that spent way too much of their lives in Massachusetts. That's just that's that's what we are.
0: (laughs) Nice. That's that's uh, Massachusetts in a nutshell, huh? Yep. That's that's cool. How's life? How's how's things going? How's comedy?
1: Uh, you know, uh, things are uh, things are picking up a bit. Uh, got a got some road stuff this weekend, which is cool. Um, I'm doing a show uh here in Massachusetts in uh Amesbury, um, which is uh North Shore, not too far from where John Cena is originally from. Since uh, you know, got to bring it back well, to the rest. We'll be talking um, about
0: him just in a minute.
1: Oh yeah. Um. But, yeah, and then uh, got a, got some shows down in New York City this weekend. Uh, uh, two shows in Manhattan and uh, doing a show at Eastville Comedy Club in Brooklyn um, with a guy that I met through independent wrestling. So it, it uh, comes uh, full circle. <laughs> that's pretty comes cool. It full circle, yeah.
0: It does. It really does. Uh, it's cool. Like, like, there's comic friends who I have. Who I met just because, like, I'm wearing a wrestling shirt, you know?
1: Yeah. So it's like you see him out in public, and you're like, "I think I can trust you."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? We both like the same thing. Hey, so uh, let's get into some some wrestling news, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little sound effect. I don't have it yet, but like, just pretend like I have a cool sound effect for this. Wrestling news, yeah. Some shit like that, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this last week, because last week I kind of did an episode dedicated to GCW uh, Jersey J-Cup, uh, but Scott Demore was dismissed uh, from being the president of TNA Wrestling. Uh, so so details, well, Dave Meltzer has made details available, so take that with a grain of salt, if you will. Yeah. Uh, apparently he was fighting management uh, in Anthem, figuratively, of course. Uh, for a bigger budget, because he wanted to expand the company a little bit, but Anthem yeah. was very apprehensive about this because they've already put money into changing the name, changing, you know, rebranding. Also, yeah. they've upped production values a lot. So, like Anthem's like, well, we put a lot of money into this already. Uh, they kind of butted heads a little bit. Scott Demore actually approached them with an offer to buy the company, uh, which made them led them to uh, to dismiss him from his position, and now uh the president of anthem sports i forget his name is the president of tna wrestling so i'm assuming uh that now scott demore's paycheck just goes stays in their bank account now at this point
1: yeah i mean so yeah i mean obviously anything that you hear from uh from the dirt sheets you take with a grain of salt
0: Yeah, um, absolutely how does he know was he in the room
1: yeah and and even if he got it from somebody who was like okay if you are in the room, you clearly have an opinion and, uh, you know, a vested interest in the conversation. So, um, you know, it's, it's a weird thing because like, I'm not, uh, I don't follow TNA too, too deeply, but just seeing, uh, first of all, the fact that they've been in steady production, like they've been around as a legitimate promotion for, Twenty plus years, like yeah they they changed name to Impact and then they went back to TNA, but this the company uh, yeah, they've is... changed ownership a couple of times too. Yeah, so the fact that in some capacity they've been around for this long, there's a product there that people want to see, and Scott Demore has been the guy. Like yeah, he really has been. He's been the guy. Um, yeah, you know, I I would hesitate to call him the uh, you know uh. The Paul Heyman of TNA, but like he's been basically the Paul Heyman of TNA. And he's like the
0: Millennial Heyman.
1: Yes, <laughs> except, except I think people actually like working for him, and yeah, they get their yeah. paychecks on time.
0: uh <laughs> Exactly, he's the Heyman without all the the toxic parts, you know, without the yeah. without all the the lying and the and the us versus them, and you know, I mean, yeah. they do have a us versus them mentality. TNA yeah. and
2: wrestling.
1: Especially, you know, when you consider that, you know, for a long time it was just them and, you know, yeah. obviously Ring of Honor and smaller promotions or WWE. And if you're not WWE, you may as well not exist for most most wrestling fans, a good number of wrestling fans. Yeah. For the so, most
0: part, I mean, the entire mainstream audience, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the fact that, you know, a couple the, the parent company, the ownership group would look at somebody like him and how much he's done for that business and the loyalty that a lot of the talent have for him and just be like, yeah, we can do the wrestling business better than the guy who's been doing the wrestling business.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it,
1: it yeah. doesn't sit, it really just doesn't sit right. And it's, you know, especially since they just struck the deal, you know, kind of like the talent exchange thing with WWE. I mean Scott uh, Demore, I'm
0: sure, was part of that. Well a big part yeah. of that. You know, a lot Moore, of it is- uh apparently got their relationship with New Japan back into good graces. Scott Demore yeah. uh established a relationship with Triple A that they recently uh announced. And uh, you know, he led the charge basically in the whole rebranding. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. And, you know, some of it, um, you know, not not saying that Anthem and, you know, TKO are working together, but a lot of it it kind of reeks of the, you know, uh, future Endeavor budget cuts that you'd hear every year come, you know, end of year fiscal announcements. So,
0: yeah, but I mean, I mean you know you go okay well do we do we cut the, the president one president or like yeah. 10 roster members you know because let's pay yeah. the same amount of pay <laughs>
1: yeah and i mean obviously you know end of day you don't want anybody to lose their job especially over something no, yeah. especially like something
0: that is so like admired and just like, yeah
1: because yeah, you know if you're talking about talent like you either cut loose a lot of you know newer talent, lower payroll guys that may or may not catch on with another organization, another, you know, more, more professional, uh, you know, promotion, or they go back to the indies, Um, or you cut your bigger name people that are making more money, knowing that they're just going to go to a bigger promotion. And then you're stuck without Mm -hmm. any name recognition or, you know, faces of the company. So, you know, obviously you're not in a, a good position if you're trying to cut talent, but, you know, it doesn't matter what the how good your talent is if you don't have somebody who's actually able to guide them and lead the product in a, a direction. So, you know, to be determined, you, know, you see what happens.
0: What a lot of people aren't really mentioning or I guess forgetting or whatever is that Scott Demore he trained, you know, a handful of wrestlers, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, Kushida, and he trained them up in Ontario at a school called Border City Wrestling, BCW. So he still has a promotion. So like yeah. you know, he has resources, he has connections, he has a lot of a lot of knowledge from this whole TNA stint. So hey, maybe he'll just go and make, make Border City the, the best thing in, in Canada.
1: You know, the the best way to, I've always found that spite is the best motivator. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: sometimes, sometimes. Heck yeah, it is. Uh, let's Let's stay on the topic of a TNA wrestling, okay? So uh, yesterday or whatever, a few days ago, uh, almost the entire roster, we'll say a handful of the roster members, maybe like 10, right? They posted yeah. an hourglass on Twitter and people are like, what's going on? What is going on? And somebody knows, nobody still knows what it was. Uh, But they all posted an hourglass, and I just figure uh, they're just waiting for Cody to finish his story.
1: You know, they need a lot more than an hourglass for that (laughs) shit to happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's... um, You know, I'd heard one rumbling that it was... um, I think it was Josh Alexander. um, You know, he had gone to Anthem and like, hey... Could you do me the solid and not renew, like, not pick up my option year? Like, he had one year left. Okay, in his so I haven't
0: heard, I haven't heard, I so I haven't heard uh Josh Alexander's opinion on this either way, but yes, yeah. what I have next. So, TNA may you know they they pissed off fence again because uh they so they announced that TNA has exercised its option to re sign josh alexander now the the wording of this right exercised its option this is a little bit similar to when uh ray mysterio was in wwe and he was trying to leave and they they exercised their option to renew his contract mm-hmm. because he was injured right and yeah. so this is probably the same kind of situation and so it feels very underhanded and dirty the way that it was worded and yeah. so the fans on twitter there was an outlash a backlash and outcry or whatever people were pissed off they're making noise they're being hostile so tna twitter deletes the tweet and then they re redid it but they just changed the word in the tweet and in the graphic from resigns to extends so now it says tna uses as o- its o- exercises its option to extend the contract of josh alexander because that's so much better
1: Yeah. And I mean, for, um, for the listening audience that are, you know, more versed in, you know, the quote unquote legitimate sports world, you know, options like contract options are really, it's a double-edged sword for both the organization and the talent. Because if, you know, say, you know, just for sake of argument, you're, you know, a baseball player. And, you know, you get this like three year contract with a fourth year option and it's maybe slightly below market value or just market value for your position. You go out there and tear up the field for three years and you show, Hey, I'm the best at my position. Instead of going into free agency where you now have the ability to make more money because you've, you've done your show me deal. Like, Hey, I've done this for three years. You know what you're getting,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. went out there you're negotiating know, the yeah. best deal you can get, right?
1: Exactly. So then it becomes well, the club has the right to exercise that option and keep you for a fourth oh, year. Oh,
0: wow! So I mean, people get angry about that.
1: Um, I it's it's yeah. I mean there there's definitely been some. Um, I'd be hesitant to point out a specific example, you know, in legitimate, you know, legitimate sports, but there's definitely instances where you have these talents that have just absolutely gone out of their mind with their performance and okay. could, but, easily... nobody's,
0: but nobody's been like, Oh, uh-uh, I'm not playing. I I'm leaving.
1: I mean, there's uh, I, again, I couldn't tell you a specific instance. It's come up at times. Um, More so in the NFL, and I would actually say specifically with running backs, because the, the tough thing with that position is it's very, very demanding physically, because you usually are the smallest guy on the field running headfirst into the biggest dudes on the other team. So, like... <laughs> It's not. Uh, it's it's a position that does not tend to skew for long careers. So those are the guys that have to go out there and make as much money as possible in as short as time as possible. So if you get those option years where you're on a lower contract term, yeah, you're losing money. So there have been guys in the NFL that have threatened to sit out for seasons. They have sat out for part of the season. And either, you know, they work out a deal, the the team trades them or, you know, they figure out some back channel that they're able to, you know, nullify the option deal. Um, But, you know, there's just as many times where you have those players where they've done well, maybe not as well as the team would have liked, maybe not as well as the player is liked, but they just decide, hey, it's in both of our best interests if we agree to take this because I don't know if I'm going to make as much money on the free market.
0: Yeah, that's but true too.
1: You also don't know if you're going to get a player that's going to give you the same return on investment. So, you know, as as far as I'm concerned with this if, you know, if if the hearsay and innuendo is true and Josh Alexander said, "Hey, I would like it if you didn't." You know, from from what I gathered, it wasn't even that he didn't want to come back. Like he would have been open to renegotiating and signing a new deal. So, I mean, maybe you have that conversation with talent and say, "Hey, let's let's work out terms for a new deal." But if we can't get something, we're gonna retain you. And again, you know, we're we're just two jackasses yeah. on on a computer. We we're not in the room. We don't know what the hell hey, happens.
0: Hey, who are you going to jackass? No, I'm just
1: kidding. No, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Is but Josh yeah, so, coming back for mania? <laughs> I
0: wonder. Uh, I do wonder how Josh Alexander feels about this. Like maybe he wanted to leave because of of Scott Moore.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, especially when you work so closely with somebody in you know, in a very niche, individualized field. Um, you and I mean, we're both in the arts. We're both in entertainment. We know just how many shitty people there are out there so when you find a person that you like working with and a person that you trust especially when they're in a position i don't want to say of power but when they're in a position of authority and can for lack of a better term control how your career goes yeah you want to show some loyalty to them and if you know it was kind of an under underhanded thing that led to scott more leaving. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some, hey, we're we're taking a knee. We're running out of the clock, uh run out of the clock on our contracts and we're dipping. Like y- y'all shouldn't have done that. Um but, you know, I mean Mick Foley did that when, you know, after the Montreal screw uh, screw job yeah, in ninety two. And yeah. then he was like, Oh, I'm in breach of contract, let me go back to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, Vince is like, You can go home, but you're not gonna get a penny until you come back.
1: Yeah. It's like, huh. Yeah. Maybe I don't want that lawsuit. I'll, I'll be too, back Tuesday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, either way, his wife is there, so I mean, I'm yep. sure he'll still be happy. I'm sure he'll still make the best of it. Yeah. So that's cool. Good old Josh Alexander. Uh here's another thing. I don't know if you are into uh these promotions, but Defy Wrestling and Progress have announced a merger. I don't know if this is a full merger or if they're just like partnering together, but they literally use the word merger, and they're going to do some some shows, and I'm pretty interested to see how that works out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of think of it, uh, you know, in you know, going back to the late '90s, you know, teenage brain Kevin with the whole WCW versus WWF. It was yeah, WWF, huh? goddammit. Um is. But we. Yeah, yeah, get the f out. Um, but yeah, when um, you know when Titan eventually bought WCW, my whole thought was run it as its own promotion, like give the illusion of competition. Um, so even if it's a situation like that where they're just running, they're working together for a you know collaborative effort to improve both of their fortunes. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see where there's a problem with that, especially when you're talking about you know indie promotions, super indie promotions where, you know, there is that mutual benefit of being able to share talent and, you know, have cross promotion rivalries. Like, I don't see it being a bad thing. And, you know, however they work out the details and however they operate, you know, it's, it's something to be excited about. Like, I don't think there's any, I don't think anyone should be pissed about it.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of collaborative uh, shows, uh, I have a little personal milestone coming up. So I started watching uh, GCW last year. It was uh, GCW versus IWS un and sanctioned. And uh, the one-year anniversary of that show is coming up because the next show is like uh, in two weeks or something. So I'm like, all right, I'm one year into my whole like GCW journey. So I'm pretty excited about that.
1: I mean, I plus you cool. always remember your first, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's true because I was getting into IWS and I was interviewing a couple guys and then the whole GCW versus IWS and I was so into it, man. And it was, it was epic and I'm excited about this next one. They're going to have a main event. It's, the main event is Team GCW versus Team IWS and it's called Ultimate Death. And I'm not sure what's going to happen, uh, but it's going to be insane.
1: And see, that's that's a prime example. You have these two promotions that are clearly able to operate and sustain talent and fan bases on their own coming together where you might not have you know one fan base watching the other, and now all of a sudden you got both eyes on your product.
0: Like Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's pretty exciting. So yeah, I feel like progress and defy. I mean, progress is big in the UK, is big in the US. Like that's that's a that's a pretty good uh,
1: collaboration, and you know, opening it up to that world market. You know, even just watching indies from across the U.S. Like, you know, um, there are people that show up on the East Coast that I'm like, I don't know who the hell these guys are, but they're huge. (laughs) They're huge in California. Like, "Oh, oh shit, this dude can work. This guy can go. I like him now, and you know especially you know with how many huge talents have been coming from you know from Europe obviously Japan um and Australia you know open up those opportunities and as long as everyone's able to uh you know get their their visa situation in order for there to be continuing storylines great if they're one-offs so be it but you know shit talk across the ocean who cares <laughs>
0: Hell yeah! And then uh, another thing, I don't know. I kind of don't even know if I want to talk about this that much. Uh, they John Cena was on Howard Stern recently. Oh yeah, and then, I yeah, read he about that. He was asked about the whole Vince McMahon situation, and like, I feel like he was very tone deaf about it. He referred to it as, uh, he said, you know, he loves Vince McMahon, and and uh, you know, he he has a hill to climb. Which which to me, like, if you say that somebody has a hill to climb you know i'm like okay well that person must have some adversity and this is yeah. definitely not what you would refer to as 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 a hill decline. yeah
1: <laughs> i mean it's it sounds more like renowned wrestling promoter vince mcmahon diagnosed with cancer that's a hill yeah, decline,
0: right or not or vince mcmahon loses his job you know yeah uh, well you know we'll see we'll see how, how he bounces back yeah. from this yeah
1: vince mcmahon diagnosed with multiple credible accounts of sexual assault like, that's yeah. not a hill. That's not, that, that's, that's not
0: adversity, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's adverse. It's not yeah. adversity. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I I wild. read the quote, and it's, you know, I will, obviously, you know, you kind of have to walk the fine line between, you know, understanding the gravity of the situation and also, I I suppose, to some degree, showing deference to someone who was your employer and somebody responsible for yeah. making you famous.
0: Right. He, There's who, all, gave you, who like yeah. Johnson is like says he'll oh you know he'll always be grateful for the opportunity he got. Yeah. Which is respectable, yes. Yeah. But at the same time, you know,
1: it's, yeah it's, it's like
0: loyalty to a fault now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely a situation where, hey, um yeah The legal end of it will play out how the legal end of it plays out. And based off of that, you know, the first blush, the information coming out, it's, it's bad. It is very bad. And you, any person, regardless of how close you are to the person accused, you have to appreciate the severity of it. And, you know, like you said, it was a really tone deaf way that he described it because he could just as easily have said, you know, I owe my career to Vince McMahon. I will always have some degree of loyalty to him and the company, but I don't feel it's appropriate for me to comment on the situation. Yeah. You know, yeah. no comment is a comment. You can leave it at that. And yeah. You let <laughs> when the... I was
0: younger and uh, a lot more sassy, I guess uh, I still kind of am sarcastic, but I would say, I would say uh, no comment is my comment.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it can be. It is perfectly fine to say I have no official comment on the, su- on the subject and leave it at that because, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly from a business standpoint, WWE has done everything in their power to kind of sweep the accusations under the rug. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah.
0: Gaslighting the media. That was pretty fun at the Rumble.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, the whole we want Cody, like <laughs> –
0: Hey. Yeah, yeah. The it's crazy. It's crazy how the 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 internet fan base really like got behind the whole we want Cody thing. Like they they forgot about the whole allegation things. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's um, is,
0: like real life, and one of those is like a storyline.
1: Yeah, you know? Um it's crazy. It, it's like you know, really showing my age. But there was a very old joke on The Simpsons where um a spy satellite, I believe it was, crashed to Earth in Springfield. And Mark McGuire shows up, the baseball player for, you know, for the youngins uh, showed up. And he's like, I could explain to you what's going on here. Or you can watch me hit a couple dingers. And the whole town's like, yeah, dingers, <laughs> hit the dingers. And that's 100% what it is. Like, hey, yeah, here's like for the all the people that spend their time trying to figure out what went on backstage at AEW, with with uh cm punk and the young bucks where the hell are all these fucking journalists trying to get to the bottom of an actual legitimate news story involving the former ceo owner of the largest wrestling promotion in the world
0: yeah and i don't and it's not like oh we want we want the wrestling uh the wrestling news media to ask questions at the railroad press conference no we want like real like people to really investigate yeah exactly that's what i'm saying some people that like that's their career is like news you know
1: yeah and it's i honestly i think that's again the business end of it i understand what they're doing they're trying to distract their fan base from this very legitimate very credible accusation against the former owner of the company
0: yeah they're trying to cover their own black eye
1: really yeah, and it's not like he just like he left twenty years ago. He got kicked out two weeks ago because of this. Like he's just gone. So it's yeah. not like just, it's, before the, oh, just
0: before the rumble. Yeah, just like yeah, uh, the week uh, a couple days before the rumble, I think.
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, it's not like you know the situations with like uh, you know the fabulous Mula, where it's well she's been dead for a while, and now everyone's telling these stories that were kind of hush hush known secrets, or like. Jimmy Snuka and the allegations that he murdered his girlfriend. Like, those are things that happened 20 years ago that were just starting to gain traction in more recent times. Yeah. This is something that happened, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Not even 2019. uh, Yeah, 2019, 2019. Well, I mean, going back to. I mean, going back, right, there's there's so
0: many more stories and allegations you can look at. But the one hand, and
1: ongoing, yeah, the one
0: hand is the it was twenty nineteen twenty twenty that time frame. Yeah,
1: with somebody who's still actively involved with the with the business. It's it's yeah. not somebody who was retired or had died. It was the active owner of the company. Maybe we get a couple of legitimate journalists and you know, and not experts. just
0: like We're a guy. He's like. He was like the father of professional wrestling yeah. in a way. Like yeah. I mean, in a way, in a way, you know.
1: You know, it's 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 this simple, and you know, I I'm not, I don't think this is overstating it at all. I think every person that's you know watching wrestling, that's listening to this podcast, doing their own podcast on wrestling, every single one of them owe the fact that they're wrestling fans to Vince McMahon. I don't think that's an understatement because yeah.
0: I mean. Even if, even if you like, like, uh, Samoa Joe, you know, got you into wrestling and yeah, and you started watching TNA first. Well, guess who got him into wrestling? You, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like, you know, you obviously, you know, the individual, the person, you know, you can have strong opinions on the person, the man of Hulk Hogan, and they're all very credible, but. The reason why wrestling became what it was was because of who he was in the eighties. His character led to the explosion of rest- wrestling. And, you know, for the longest time, you know, if you're under the age of 30, you don't know wrestling that isn't WWE yeah. for the most part, you know. By the time you started watching it, WCW was either gone or was on life support. And then, well, okay, well, there's TNA, and they got a six-sided ring. That's kind of cool. But once they're off cable TV, they may as well not exist. It's not until you're in your late teens, early 20s before Ring of Honor. Honestly, they
0: may as well not exist in Spike
1: TV. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, It's a horrible situation that I hope gets you know, resolved in a timely manner and in not just the court of public opinions, actual courts. And you hope for the, the livelihood of all people involved that they're able to move on and not have long-term effects of it. But, you know, the, the biggest perpetrators of it, they're basically set. Like, I mean, Vince McMahon's not going to want for anything for the rest of his life, especially if he's still holding shares in TKO. Like the dude's a billionaire; he's fine, he's good. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Working yourself no. into a shoot there, Sam. <laughs> uh,
0: on, a, uh, on, on a on a on a much more positive note, uh, have you noticed uh, a lot of differences in the in the production of WWE uh, in 2024 since Kevin Dunn has, has stepped down?
1: Yeah. Um. Honestly, you know, and I know you and I have talked. If uh, you know, for those who aren't as familiar with me, you know, I checked out of wrestling. You know, two thousand two, two thousand three, um, when it went a little too hard into sports entertainment. And yes, I'm aware I was watching it during the Attitude Era. I get it. <laughs> uh, you know, not apologizing for it. Um. But you know, yeah. When, when you I wouldn't
0: say wrestling was hard, that's when wrestling was hard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those real hard hitting, gripping storylines. <laughs> Mae Young giving birth to Mark Henry's hand child. Um, yeah, it was very
0: um, uh girthy storylines.
1: Yes, you really sink your teeth into it. Um, so like a lot of it was, I mean, not just the story, like it got a li- it got too. I have a I have a strong tolerance for stupid, but it got just too out there for me. And then I I can like, see
0: that I can see that it yeah. did get very uh very different, very yeah. uh, safe for yeah. for a long period of time.
1: Yeah, and then you know the conversation, the question being production value. You know, I, when you're out of it, but you're still aware of it. You have people that are watching it. You hear names like. CM Punk you hear about John Cena you hear about Batista and like you're not watching but like an episode might be on and you know okay I'm watching Raw because I'm at a restaurant and it happens to be playing I'm just watching it and it's it's like you're watching Cloverfield, like you're on shaky cam, every like zooming in, cutting back and forth. I'm just like, yeah, getting... no, it really is hard to watch. Yeah, and it's for a long time too. Yeah, it, it was distracting, and it was just okay. I, I physically cannot watch this program. Yeah, and they were because... very
0: notorious for, uh, for changing camera angles uh, before any impact.
1: Yeah. Yeah and I mean okay I get it creative camera work when it comes to strikes you need to make sure that you know you're not you're not revealing anything making sure that you know if uh, a strike is not going to land you get the camera angle so it looks like it did totally yeah. get that all for that but at the same time you're bouncing camera angles every oh, so like yeah seconds. I feel
0: like I feel like that's such like a uh, a beginning of TV for wrestling trick
1: yeah, you know, yeah. and it's not and, so much
0: as necessary on that scale now because they're professionals, you know.
1: Yeah, and and not just professionals, you know. Majority of the people that you're seeing are going through the performance center either yep. as you know bare bones beginners, never worked a day in their life, or as working professionals that are getting taught how to do it the WWE way. And yeah, so I mean. Just um, you know, just seeing that they've kind of cut down on that. They've made it more of a not fixed camera. I mean, it's it's not a one shot. You know, it's not the hard camera, and that's all. Um, but they they to my experience, it feels like they've cut down significantly on the you know the attention deficit video like taping of it. And, you know, they're trying to make the cinematic parts more cinematic and more dramatic by holding shots. Um, Yeah, yeah. And there was uh,
0: a shot that I saw on Twitter, uh, and it was during uh, the the eight-man tag on Raw, where, like, the cameraman was towards the top of the stage, like, by the stage. Yeah. And he, like, there was one shot, and he walks down the the ramp to the ring, and, like, it's a really cool shot. And there's so many moves happening, he's just like one shot the whole time,
1: yeah, I thought and, it was interesting, yeah, and that's that's something, yeah that I don't think you would have gotten Absolutely in, not in the Kevin Dunn era because yeah. it's not something that would be you know like you bring that up like, hey, I had an idea for a shot for like my entrance, like good luck with that, pal um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and see the thing is is I feel like uh like like I said, Kevin Dunn's production style was a lot more like smoke and mirrors and *Carney*, mm-hmm. but yeah. now it's a lot more like sports it feels a lot more like a sport yeah it feels like a ufc they show people getting to the building they have these like these mm-hmm. cool graphics in and out of the commercials like i just feel like they treat it more like respectable yeah almost, and, almost and
1: you know that i mean obviously as wrestling fans we we understand there's going to be a certain level of derision people are going to you know like oh isn't that right like yeah okay it's 2024 everything you like is fake nothing is real just give us this so it's like i
0: mean what's real honestly like there's not i mean yeah. everything is fake
1: yeah literally everything everything that you enjoy mm-hmm. on television mm-hmm. is fake to some degree yeah. so it's like you know, presenting it as the sport that you know it always was until about 25-30 years ago. And you know, yeah, I grew up watching superstars where it was, hey, here's the named talent squashing Johnny bag of donuts, uh, <laughs> you know, in two minutes. Like, really? yeah, that's the TV show I grew up watching and fell in love with it because and if you
0: want to see Star versus Star, you watch the pay-per-view. Yeah.
1: You watch the pay per view. You watch the for money. for a year. Yeah. It's for a year.
0: Watch one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier when you're only doing them every quarter, and it's yeah. only twenty dollars for the pay per view. It's a lot easier for that. Um. But yeah, I think. And one of the um, I find it actually kind of funny. One of the the knocks that I've heard people say about AEW is. They don't lean into the sports entertainment enough. They treat it too much like a sport.
0: Oh, see, and I'm completely opposite. I get upset when they do lean into it. Like, there was a pay-per-view angle where uh, MJF had to defend his world title, and then he Mm -hmm. went away. He got injured uh, in the Ring of Honor tag title match in the pre-show, and he went to to the local medical facility, you know. And yeah. uh, they were gonna award Jay White the belt, and then uh, Adam Cole's gonna step into his place, but he was on crutches, and there was like, "What's gonna happen?" And then yeah, guess yeah. what happens? MJF drives the ambulance all the way back in from the hospital back into the arena. I was pretty pissed about that, just because it's like, yeah. leave that to WWE, you know? Yeah, like I that, wanted to yeah. see AEW as a sport.
1: Yeah, and I get, yeah, you're gonna have to have a little bit of the silly with your wrestle. Uh, um, yeah,
0: you, I mean. Yeah. As much as it's, I don't want to see an AEW, yeah.
1: yeah, you're right. But you're also talking to somebody who you know absolutely loves Danhausen, like you know,
0: it's, it's I'm not one sold of those... on Danhausen. I'm not sold on him.
1: Uh, well, that that just means you're cursed. Um. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Okay, so I was listening to a podcast. I I, I think it was uh, the AEW. I don't know what podcast it was, and uh, somebody asked Danhausen, "How do people get uncursed?" And he said, oh, you know, you just slipped me $20 and then poof, you're on yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, see, I like that. I like yeah. that. So, like,
1: yeah, there's there's going to be some silly. There's going to be some ha-ha with your wrestling. I and, like you some know,
0: silly. I do. Like, I there's acts, there's silly acts that I do love. I'm not saying yeah. I don't like some silly. Yeah.
1: But, you know, to your point.
0: Like you Orange know, Cassidy, re- completely ridiculous, but I love him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's because he's actually really good. Like, he, he is a good wrestler. And a lot of people that would mock him, like, knock him for being, you know, gimmick-driven, I was like, okay, who isn't? Like, if if you're a wrestler, you have a gimmick.
0: Yeah. Even if absolutely. it's just,
1: hey, I'm a muscled, tough guy. Like, yeah, you might be muscled. You might be a tough guy, but it's still your gimmick. That's the character you're doing. Um, But, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's, you know, there's, you know, you have to have the sports entertainment end of things from time to time, but I've always I've always looked at wrestling as something that is more of that competitive athletic event. And yes, again, mm-hmm. I was watching through the Attitude Era. I get how that sounds twenty five years on.
0: <laughs> like, Wins and losses matter, as Tony Khan. Yeah.
1: I went to a WCW pay per view. I get it. <laughs>
0: so did I. So did I. Uh,
1: Slampery '98.
0: In fact, today uh, somebody on Twitter shared uh, it was the anniversary. I think it was uh, Super Brawl 1998, and nice. uh, Rey Mysterio got, was it Rey Mysterio? Yeah, Rey Mysterio got unmasked.
1: Um. So the yeah. one I David went to was a- the NWO. Yeah. Uh, I went to Slampery '98, I believe it was '98, and it was um, the one where Eric Bischoff challenged Vince McMahon, and oh, uh, they had they had Michael Buffer declare Eric Bischoff the winner because Vince McMahon didn't show up for the match yeah. like he was going to. You know um, my
0: favorite part of that whole the whole storyline, my the absolutely tickled my heart uh, was the follow the follow up on Nitro. Do you remember this?
1: No. Eric
0: Bischoff read a letter. From Vince McMahon's attorney. I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, but the letter, Eric Bischoff reads the letter on Nitro, and it's like, you know, like dear Mr. Bischoff, like uh how you know, like you should not you should not insinuate that Vincent Man would show up in the WCB pay. Yeah. And then he goes, Oh, I didn't insinuate it. I insinuated that he didn't have the guts to show up. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I that didn't was so insinuate. funny. That Eric said that. Yeah. I never knew um, he would be there. I insinuated he wouldn't have the guts to be there. Yeah. To which he didn't show up. He wanted to, but apparently, ergo,
1: he was apparently
0: he was talked out of it. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, legal, legal couldn't get into, couldn't get it to work. Um, but yeah, so despite all of that, you know, the fact that I did grow up with so much wrestle crap, um, on the TV, you know, when I was watching it as a kid, you know, I had, you know, my dad who started watching when you know when he came to America um but my grandfather who my mother's grandfather who was here like he was watching wrestling back in like the the carl gotch era (laughs) he was watching in the like he followed wrestling in the 30s 40s 50s when it was still really considered a combat sport a legitimate wrestling competition yeah and with the same kind of respect as boxing had, so before
0: people even questioned whether or not it was real, yeah,
1: you you didn't have a re- yeah because you'd have guys you know like um literally any guy from that era could literally lock your ass up like yeah they
0: were all like, shooters like they could all really do it yeah they were all yeah. really good
1: at it it's like you're not that tough and then two seconds later you're on the ground like yeah no they're really that tough.
0: They really are that so, yeah hell yeah I forgot what we were talking about but uh, uh yeah.
1: we were talking about we we're talking about wrestle crap oh yeah every wrestling podcast wrestling crap.
0: wrestle poop <laughs> uh there's a pay-per-view coming up I guess it's not a pay-per-view it's an event uh, yes. before we get into that uh, I want to run down the card uh, I know that you know you're not really like watching too much GCW right now. But they have a card this Friday, and I kind of run down the card. I figure, I figure you know pretty much everybody on this card anyway. Yeah. We're, we're gonna be live in Dallas, Texas on Friday night. I'm super excited about it. And and the best news of all was I just found out that SmackDown was a double taping. They 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 taped Smackdown last week. So I don't have to worry about watching SmackDown because I already read the results. <laughs> <laughs>
1: spoilers be damned
0: <laughs> uh are you familiar with sam stackhouse
1: sam stackhouse uh, uh, before I've... i
0: went, before we get into that uh i just want to say this is called gcw touch the sky uh sam stackhouse big ass dude out of texas
1: the name rings a bell but i honestly don't know if i've ever seen a match with them um this is what we're gonna do we're gonna go to the uh gonna go to the computer gonna go to the database see if we can get a uh get okay on
0: sam stackhouse
1: i would be hard pressed to say when but i feel like i have seen him
0: uh sam stackhouse has taken on joey janela and i'm so oh my excited God. about it because i'm really liking sam stackhouse Dude, he yeah. does. He uh, I watched this match with him and uh, Dante Leon from a couple years ago. Yeah, and you know he puts Dante Leon on across across a door on two chairs and does this beautiful moonsault, and it's just devastating. You know, it's crazy.
1: So this is how I can say for a fact that I have actually seen a Sam Stackhouse match. Okay, um, was it Joey Janela? Remember- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it was. Jo- Who? Joey? What? Uh, <laughs> but I- I'm scrolling through pictures of him on Google. And I'm like, yo, I do remember him. He's the guy who had, like, the Bam Bam Bigelow-esque ring gear. Like, there's a oh. picture of him. And I'm just like, yeah, this dude's like Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, shit. Nice. <laughs> you know, you, wrestling in the early Joey 90s.
0: Janella has Bam Bam Bigelow-type stuff, too. I hope they both wear it on, on Friday. Bam Bam oh, God, versus I Bam bam, so. bam. I hope so, too. I do. That'd be great. But right. Yeah,
1: um, I mean, ha- not having seen a ton of uh Stackhouse matches, but having seen Joey Janela, yeah, that is um, that's gonna be interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, the, the size differential alone, um, that that sounds like it's gonna be a fun match.
0: I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty excited about any Joey Janela match, but yeah, Sam Stackhouse, and Joey Janella is gonna be good. Uh, let's see, another match. Is going to be, uh, are you familiar? With, sure, you are. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd, yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Are, um, you,
0: are you have you seen him since he's been a broski?
1: No, um, but uh, I do listen to the major wrestling figure podcast, okay? okay. So I
0: don't, I mean, so like, let's, let's what I, do they say about him? So, is stuff the Lander on it
1: often? Uh, no, okay, um. She's not on it, but you know you can't go ten minutes without Broski talking about SDL. It's like, dude, yeah. you're married. You, you have an <laughs> actual know, right? wife. Yeah, it's like he's talking about her more than Chelsea, and it's like, dude, your wife is you know also in the business. You can also talk about your wife, who arguably is better known than either of you because she's in WWE. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, but, really. She's um, doing, she's she's doing good too.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you know, it's every time you know, um, Jimmy Lloyd comes up, you know, it's it's a hundred percent, you know, it's it's work. It's you know, yeah, talking about this loser. I'm trying, I'm finally making him into a man, turning <laughs> him into a groski. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Even if this wasn't wrestling, I just feel like it would a hundred percent be like an '80s comedy where. The the jock falls in love with the nerdy girl because she took off her glasses. Like, broski's just doing a public service, uh, <laughs> community service by making Jimmy Lloyd a bro. <laughs> yeah, just,
0: basically, uh, I Jimmy Lloyd was- lost a match to make the, that he had to be a bro. Uh, <laughs> so basically, he, he 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 wears. I don't know if you remember, uh, when Zack Ryder used to wear the one leg and one <laughs> legless, so he wears that, yep. and then he has like the headband and he even has like his own little uh fake internet title, the Broski internet yeah. title. And uh yeah, it's really fun, you know. And I feel like uh it's gonna give Jimmy Lloyd a little bit more of a of a of a character range.
1: Yeah, and you know, if, if nothing else, if nothing else, I mean yeah, Matt Cardona's the biggest name in the indies. Like you you really have to Give it to him. He's done so much for himself since he left WWE. Um,
0: yeah. and he's done you know what, he's done a ton for a lot of people in the Indies. Like Effie has even said that mm -hmm. Matt Cardona has taught him so much about marketing and merchandising and and all these things, and and he's making people action figure money. So he's he's a blessing
1: to them. He's getting water
0: in the locker room. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah. It's
1: (laughs) I mean, hey. He's a mensch, what can I say? Um, uh, but like that's that's the thing, you know, being able to work with somebody who like if wrestling didn't exist, like what would this guy be doing with his life? Like, he would have nothing going on because that's the only thing he was ever made to do. Um, and to no, see he'd that be he, like,
0: uh, he'd be like uh a famous finance, like us, Star right. Wars collector or something,
1: yeah like he'd probably be he probably be a wall street bro burn out after a few years and then use all of his assets to invest in toys like yeah, he would be doing go. that um but like the fact that he's not i I'm I will preface this by saying he's not selfish in the sense of he wants people to be successful in the business too but he he's going to make sure he gets paid first <laughs> so, yeah absolutely but like you know he's um You know, people like SDL and Jimmy Lloyd, who, you know, they, you know, nothing to say about their own God-given abilities and talents. Um, But, like, not, if you don't have a cheerleader, the likes of a Matt Cardona, it's not as easy. Like, you have to, you know, I don't want to say struggle, but you, you have to put a little bit more little bit more effort into it but you get somebody who's known and recognized to vouch for you and give you a little bit of that shine don't hurt
0: no absolutely not uh there was a show a gcw show recently matt cardone was not there uh but jimmy lloyd came out and he got the microphone and then he gets his, his cell phone and he's like all right i need to read a promo that, that matt Cardona wrote for me and like you know he's got this total heel promo you know cutting down the town and everything and it's so funny i love it he's doing they're doing great i think jimmy lloyd is incredible but anyways uh i i said all that to say uh on this particular show gcw uh touch the sky he is facing uh aew superstar ring of honor superstar uh billy starks
1: all right um yeah. like i um we talked a little bit about this uh, before we went on air, but um, yeah, I think it was before the official contract signing. Uh, Billy Starks made it to a, uh, to a wrestling open show uh, for any of you IWTV people out there. You should check them out every Thursday forever. Not paid by them. Just, just plug in to plug my local. Um, someday. Someday.
2: Yeah.
1: Someday. Someday I'll be on the payroll. <laughs> I'll be getting a hot Wait. dog, and two handshakes. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean i i've i've not seen a ton of billy starks uh work, oh she is so uh, amazing but she and she's 18
0: no she's probably like 19 or 20 by now
1: oh but i mean oh. i mean
0: but like but like looking back like because so a year ago when i started watching gcw i went back to like 2019 right so i'm watching like yeah. 2020 she's 16 years old
1: yeah. yeah yeah so I've seen so, a lot of
0: her like a
1: lot and, of her work yeah and it's it's one of those you know to see somebody so young who's been i mean, blessed with the ability um to just not just do the job and learn the moves, take the pumps and take the bumps, but also start developing a character that people actually want to see so it's you know it's one thing to have the talent but if you don't have a gimmick like i said everyone's got a gimmick if you don't have a gimmick that people want to cheer for or boo for cool you're just another really good technical wrestler who 30 years ago would be getting squashed on tv each week um so you know
0: and are you are you better than brian danielson and zach Sabre jr probably
1: not yeah you know I'd, I'd hazard a guess, probably not, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> probably
1: yeah. not. But
0: anytime, uh, anytime Billy Starks is on a show, it's always a treat. So I'm excited to see uh, Billy Starks versus Zabrowski uh, in this match. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Blake Christian is putting the GCW world title on the line uh, against former AEW person uh, Fuego Del Sol. Are you familiar with Fuego Del Sol?
1: I am very familiar with Fuego Del Sol. Um, okay. You know, I, um, my, my getting back into, uh, into the world of wrestling, um, you know, pandemic, you got a lot of downtime. What the fuck are you going to do? You're not leaving the house. So I started watching a lot of, you know, the, the dark matches, like the AEW dark program. Yeah. yeah. And I I liked,
0: I liked dark. Uh, I was like to put on the TV if I'm like, Playing something on the like playing a game on the computer, you know. Right. If I'm doing something, and I want to have the TV on. I like to put dark on and just kind of like
1: yeah. half pay attention to it. Yeah. And for me, with um, it being something I've been so out of the loop about wrestling for so long that it's like you can see you can watch dark the first few times without knowing anybody and not really immediately know who's the signed talent and who's not. So like you start to develop you know a relationship with some of these guys it's like you know I know this he's just gonna get beaten to hell I get that he's gonna lose but like I like the character I like the work um you know there's a good number of you know guys that were brought in to you know to take the pin that are out there on the Indies now and it's because of a show like dark where it's like I discovered them. I found out about them. And now it's like, yeah, I want them to succeed. Now, do I think think Fuego Del Sol is going to go into GCW and win their title? Mm, Probably. It's not going to
0: happen. Here's a spoiler alert. It's not going to (laughs) happen. I don't know if you know who Shane Mercer is, but he's going to be in Blake's corner probably.
1: I I, I would say without knowing too many of the details about everyone in GCW, um, (laughs) probably (laughs) – you know, reasonable suspicion that Fuego Del Sol is not going back to Alabama with the uh, GCW
0: <laughs> Is that where he's from, Alabama? That
1: bastard? Yeah! He's he's Alabama's he's... greatest luchador. That's, oh, my that's... gosh. He's probably I...
0: Alabama's only luchador. And uh, don't don't match...
1: diminish it. Don't diminish it. He might be the <laughs> only one, but that means he's still the best.
0: Yeah, yeah that means he's the best. He's, uh, here's a match I'm pretty excited about. Uh, a tag team that you're probably pretty familiar with uh, the GCW World Tag Team Champions. Violence is forever. Yeah. Yeah. Putting their tags and tails love- on the line against Monster Sauce. Monster Two Sauce. Two guys who I like a lot. Uh, Lance, uh, Lance Archer, the murderhunk yep. monster, yep. and the sauce, Alex Zane.
1: So, Alex Zane, not familiar with, but... Oh, he's um, so
0: incredible. I love Alex Zane.
1: I mean, Lance Archer... If you've seen one Lance, Ar- Lance Archer match, like you know what you're getting with him. He is like the definition big, beefy men slapping meat. Like yeah. he he is like he's the idea. He's the prototype of that heel factory monster. Like he really is that just big dude, mean looking bastard. And, you know, from what I've heard, incredibly safe worker, too. I've never heard I mean, anything. he's been for a long time.
2: Yeah.
1: I um, met him 20 years ago, and guess what I asked him? Are you I a
0: mean, kid Cash's cousin? <laughs> <laughs> he said no.
1: He go kayfabe,
0: that son of a gun.
1: You know, some people just don't care about the business anymore. Um <laughs> But, yeah, and uh, I mean, on the other side of it, violence is forever. Um, yeah, uh, they've they've made it around um, the Northeast, around my area a few times. And there's a handful of guys and, and women, um, there's a handful of people in wrestling that when I've seen them either in person or in a match, uh, like whether it's TV, internet, whatever, and you just see them working and it's like, my God, this is real. Like they they work yeah, s- they so really snug. Really. It's, it's not even like, you know, strong style. Like it's not like we're just going to hit each other as hard as possible. It's like calculated violence. And um, they they just, they really are one of those teams that I love watching because they work well as that traditional tag unit. Mm-hmm. But there's so many great heel tendencies that they have, and I think you know putting him up against a guy like Lance Archer. And like I said, I'm not not as familiar um, with with his partner, but you're not gonna put somebody with a guy like Lance Archer if he's not gonna match up. So, oh no,
0: yeah, no, he's good. Let me tell you. Let me, let me just say this about Alex Zane. Uh, in 2021, he was a virtual unknown. Nobody knew who he was. Uh, but one thing he does is he's a Taco Bell guy. Uh, so his finisher, he's he, he at the Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah. You know, he has like moves named after Taco Bell. And now, currently now, uh, the, towards the end of 2023, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced a sponsorship deal with Taco Bell. And the spokesperson for it, Alex Zane.
1: Hey, that's a uh, that's manifesting right there.
0: That's incredible, yeah. That and is, he's the that, sauce, the sauce, Alex Zane, monster yeah.
1: sauce. That is that is making your dreams come true right there. really there. Is uh, I mean, utmost respect. Like <laughs>
0: hell yeah, Jeez. hell yeah, yeah. And that's that's one thing I love about GCW is there's these guys that are like unknown. Like like Alex Zane, like like a Blake Christian, like a Tony Deppin, and they yeah. come in at GCW, and then the sky is the limit for him. Sometimes you know,
1: yeah, and so we'll see. you know that's that's kind of the my whole thought. You know, going going way back when, um, but yeah. you know with with the territory days is like you know you'd have that dude who would come up in a territory, learn how to be a worker, learn how to be a heel, be a face and then okay well we've gotten as much out of the story as we can with you in you know this year 18 months let's send you you know out to uh, the northwest let's send you up to portland and uh, seattle let's have you work there for a year yep. do the I same mean, and exact in Texas story and
0: then florida yeah. or whatever exactly
1: and you do the same exact story with a guy that's there mm-hmm. and no one's going to know because you're not on cable TV. <laughs> right. So only,
0: yeah, only on TV locally.
1: Yeah. So, like, having the opportunity to, you know, go and work with an organization like a GCW where you have a worldwide market. You know, you're. it's not hyperbolic at, at all to say that there's people watching GCW around the world. Yeah, so, I mean, they
0: go to Japan and the audiences are just as crazy as New York, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, quite literally, you love to see it. You love to see somebody who's, you know, on the fringe. You may not know who they are. You don't know what you're getting with them and you give them the opportunity to have one good match and like, okay, let's see. Yeah. Let's see what's happening. And yeah, you you just, you let them go. You let them cook. You let them
0: go. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and here's a match that is probably gonna be the main event, uh, I'm, and two people that I'm sure we're both familiar with. Now, I don't know if you know what's been happening here recently uh, in GCW with Old Mancer. You're familiar with Mantz Warner, right? Yeah. So, M- so Mr. Uh, Steph Delander. Yeah, Mr. S.D.L. <laughs> himself. Yeah. So uh, let me let me just get you up to speed a little bit quickly. Uh, he uh, had a tag team match with Effie, and they mm-hmm. lost. Uh, after the match was over, uh, he turned on Effie. And the relationship goes back years. Effie was a member of Second Gear Crew. And uh, he turns on Effie. They fight each other. And then uh, New Year's New Year's Eve, it's the battle, the Rumble, the do-or-die Rumble. Uh, Effie thinks he wins. Manster comes out of nowhere, attacks him again from behind, uh, and Manster wins again. Uh, so now Effie is pretty pissed off at him. And so uh, Effie challenges him to a match. Uh, so they have this match. And uh she's getting pretty crazy at hand. And uh Mancer uh gets Effie down and he uh pours uh gasoline on him, right? And then Dark Sheet comes out to go, What are you doing? And then he gets her down and pours gasoline on her. And then Alley Catch comes out to go, stop doing this, and he gets her down and he pours gasoline on her. And then the, the locker room pretty much empties and he runs off. Okay, so now uh it's the point where he's just attacking people left and right. Oh, and this whole time uh he's stabbing uh Effie and Allie, all these people in the head with uh with screwdriver. That's his new thing. Is he has a screwdriver in his boot and he stabs people in the head with it. And uh so now uh this other show, uh, he's doing it. He's he he runs into an Alley catches match. And he's this is the last show I think they had, the most recent show. Uh and he's like stabbing her in the head with the with the knife, with the with the screwdriver and everything. And then uh uh, Manders, one called Manders, comes out, and he's like, "Stop it, man! Stop doing this, right?" And then uh, uh, he like he uh, has a cowbell. I forget. He has like a rope and a, a, a bull rope yeah. and a cowbell, whatever. Anyway, so so he ends up stabbing Manster, uh, Manders in the head too. Now, right? So now he turns on his own best friend, Manders. So, anyways, all this to tell you: now in Dallas, Texas, Ali Catch's hometown, in probably the main event. We have a bull rope match. Ally catch Mance Warner and it's personal. It's real personal.
1: Oh. So I've, uh, I've seen, uh, I've seen Ally catch live a few times. Oh, um, I never have. Yeah. She, Um, and it's, it's that weird scenario where like, if you see someone who's working more of like a comedic match, it can be hard to gauge what they can really do, and yeah. some of the matches, some of the matches that I've seen her in are a little bit more on the ha ha side of wrestling, but like you can still see, like okay, she can work. Um, she was actually she was in Worcester last week, like she was in a a, a six uh, six person tag match last week, and it's oh, wrestling um, open. Yeah, ha- couldn't be there live, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, IWTV subscription. I'm not making any money off of it, I swear. I haven't seen, um,
0: haven't too. I have, it too. I, have I, I have IWTV. Yeah, so it's Dreamwave. Um, Do you watch DreamWave Wrestling?
1: I haven't. I've Dreamwave seen them pop good. up. I haven't I like I, I've made it a point to try and watch at least one new promotion a week. West Coast and, Pro
0: uh, is the one that I recommend the most. Uh, and they're, they're they have a show once a month.
1: And you know, if if uh, as long as it's a good show. I don't think it matters. Like, yeah, you yeah. get that one good show a month, make yeah. make it count. Um, Chris Hero yes. uh,
0: is their booker, and he just came out of retirement, and he's wrestling, I think, very exclusively.
1: Maybe not, I mean, but I think if, he is. I If if you're booking the territory, yeah, I'm, and you think you can <laughs> still go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, so he's uh, champion already.
0: Good. His, um, yeah, his return <laughs> match actually was against Timothy Thatcher.
1: So yeah, I mean, I I think he booked himself pretty well in that match. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I've seen uh, I've seen a good number of Mance Warner matches. Um, so I I know like that's gonna be that's gonna be a bad match. That's gonna be one you want to watch. Um, yeah, because absolutely. like yeah. even though even though I've not seen it personally, I know like you can see how good somebody is, even if they're not in a position where they can really fully show it off. And I know Allie catch can do that. Um, And I've definitely seen it with Mance Warner. Um, But like,
0: and I feel like on top of the fact that her parents are going to be there, maybe or her family or friends, it's in her hometown. Allie Catch's hometown. Yeah. So like, I I feel like that's also going to make it turn up a notch
1: as well. Oh, absolutely. You definitely have some of that, you know, I don't want to say home field advantage, but you have, you have that kind hometown. Kind of,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: You're going to have your people. It's in your backyard. Um, you know, regardless of how the match gets booked out, no matter, you know, who ultimately wins it, I don't think it matters because you know, it doesn't necessarily matter if you win, if you have a great match, and people sure, will, sure. will remember the match being good more than who won. It's like, you know, the WrestleMania 10 ladder match with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Like, who won that? Exactly. Razor
0: Ramon, exactly. Yeah. Razor Ramon yeah. won, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean... You know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. and it's, I, I feel like, you know, on the indie scene especially, like, wins and losses matter. But, like, for the most part, they really don't because, like, the audience is all in on it. So the audience knows that, like, you know, Alec Price had a match against Masha Samovich. You know, Masha won. But, like, they both put, like, this great match on together, right? Like, we know that.
1: Yeah. And I think especially, you know, when you do have, you know, the, the people that are there weekly or monthly, whatever your indie show rate is, and you're seeing these people working, you understand like there's there's very few adults that are going to wrestling shows that don't understand the nature of it. They understand it's scripted, it's a story. Mm-hmm. But it's like you go in appreciating the work that's getting put in, and you're cheering for the people you like, you're booing the people you don't like. But at the end of the day, you still appreciate that that guy you were booing had a really good match. And you yeah. you know how good they are with it. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's one of those, you know, if done right, especially with it being a local crowd for Alley Catch, I don't think it's I, I think she's in a, a no lose situation. It's going to be a win for both of them, no matter who actually, you know, wins the match. Um, especially with it being the, that kind of gimmick, like a bull rope match. Um, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah,
0: I'm excited about it. It's wild. It's wild. Uh, anyway, so, so, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's move on here. Uh, you mentioned Australia earlier, so let's, let's, uh, and speaking of stuff to lander, let's, uh, let's focus our, our uh, attention to Perth, Australia, shall we?
1: Why not?
0: Yeah, WWE, they're they're there. I saw a video on Twitter uh, a few hours ago of uh, like Triple H, Undertaker, and a few other people just like arriving uh, in the airport, which is pretty wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's it's really tough to imagine because like as we're recording it, you know, it's um you know it's 11:30 East Coast for me, so you know it's it's pushing into Thursday, which means it's pushing into Friday in Australia. <laughs> Um. So yeah, I mean, you're we're only like what thirty six hours away or something like that from from this kicking 5 off five a.m.
0: for you Friday Friday yeah. night Saturday morning five a.m. for you. Uh, are you gonna watch yeah. it? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I figure as long as I watch it when I wake up, that's good yeah.
1: enough. Yeah. I mean. Oh. I mean, it's one of those like, yeah. No matter what the event is, you're gonna have those lunatics that are watching it live. Um, yeah. No matter I what I mean, if time. I
0: wasn't like a nine to five worker, you know, working. Yeah, I work at five a.m. But like, if I wasn't like, you know, regular Monday through Friday worker, I would probably, you know,
1: watch it at two a.m. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't five a.m. Like, nah, I'm, my my ass is asleep. No, thank you. Um, I'll spoil it. I don't care. I uh. <laughs> Watch I used it. to work
0: uh, for a long time, for six years. I used to work at Graveyard at hotels. And so when the WWE Network first came out, I watched, there was a Japan show. Uh, uh, some Japan show. I forget. WWE did some show in Japan. And it was live on the WWE Network. And I remember watching it. I remember watching it. Oh, it was called Battle in the East?
1: Beast in the East?
0: Beast in yeah. the East. That's what it was. But yeah, I remember cool. watching it live like at 2 a.m.,
1: yeah, I mean, but you know, there are people that deal with that with like the World Cup, like
0: yeah, you know, that,
1: yeah, you're right. If, if you care that much about soccer and the World Cup is in Korea, and your team is playing at 10 a.m. Korea time, yeah, yeah you're going to be watching whatever, it live. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. which you know, I I think there's a couple of European based um, events that they're doing this year it makes it a little bit easier. So like if it's at – you know, seven o'clock in Germany, it's only going to be like, I want to say like noon Eastern. So like that's, that's a morning show for California. So, um, you know, you can actually watch your match, like watch the event and then you got your Saturday free. Um, So that's what um, I'm going to do
0: for a chamber watch it in the morning. And I got the rest of the day.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you know, discounting and not you know bringing up the topic we spoke about earlier about former uh owners of of said organization but you know i i think that's where wwe the brand has to be at right now i mean you're, they're selling out s- a- stadiums like football yeah. stadiums for non-wrestlemanias and it's a, they're
0: selling out a stadium, it's a four-match car which is crazy yeah
1: I think I think it's gonna be a combination of, I mean, yeah, I, I I'm looking at the card right now, and I was a little surprised it was only four matches, but at the same time, you know, road to WrestleMania, you don't want to have too many people working the you know, the risk of injury, things like that. Um, uh,
0: yeah, and we know Undertaker's there.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those you don't necessarily need to have a match. Yeah, when you have yeah, like you know, like uh, an actual legend like the Undertaker just there.
0: Grayson Waller is doing a Waller effect, and he's gonna have who's he gonna have on it? Cody and Seth, Cody and Roman. Yeah, I, I think I don't know, but he's gonna have like you know two main event stars on it. So that's gonna be like a match kind of. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it, a it, match length, like a match. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a segment. It'll be like, a segment. I mean, yeah, yeah. a segment, a long talking.
1: And segment. you know, if if you have somebody like obviously the Undertaker's there, he's gonna be at the show. Even if he, please, I, don't ruin my memory of The Undertaker. Let him stay retired. <laughs> I, I oh, just,
0: you didn't hear uh, Undertaker Goldberg.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, Rick Flair's the referee.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a wheelchair jousting match between those two. Um, but, like, at the same time, I'm also excited to see Sting's last match, and he's, you know, 63. So it's like, okay, oh, fine, get it. Um, I just saw
0: RVD you know. wrestle, and he's 53. I don't know how old he is. Yeah,
1: but he's fucking Rob Van Dam.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> like, crazy. It's wild, like, dude. I was one. I was on my TV. I was looking at my TV, seeing RVD and Samoa Joe. Like I was like, this was yeah. My mind.
1: It's like, man, I remember being 20. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh
0: no! Oh no! no they didn't even they didn't even have the ability to cross paths until at the earliest twenty ten yeah, and then at that and point Joe was kind of like on the outs of t n a already like he was yeah. there, but like they didn't like him,
1: yeah, and
0: so, you know I don't know if r v d and Joe ever have fought, I would like to go and, find it if they did, but yeah, and put that up. it right really here.
1: is one of those like okay, if you're gonna get the the dream match, the once in a lifetime match, fine, but you know you also have to just accept that there's a certain point in time where your body ain't gonna do it anymore and you know yeah i mean i think i checked out at the right time for the undertaker like (laughs) american badass 2002 2003 because i feel like from there on out it was um diminishing returns and yeah you know pretty much and even if he's only wrestling like three, four, or five times a year, he's on you know the Roman Reigns schedule. That's still I don't know a though. Of, I yeah, think like American,
0: yeah. I think after American Badass, there was a lot of there was there's there's a lot of good years there still. Like that's that's yeah. when that's when he like decided to start doing work rate matches, less gimmicky, more like yeah. diving over the top rope and yeah.
1: You know, and yeah, I, mean, I definitely MMA saw some of style men. stuff. Yeah, and you know that's that's him as a performer diversifying what he's doing and changing the character. Um, and you know uh, nothing to do with what he did in like the t- the the aughts to the early teens, but at a certain point in time, like you know he's he's starting to slow down because, believe it or not, he's actually a human being, um, a human being in his late thirties into his forties. And eventually, you just reach a point where you're not able to do it to the same degree you want to. Yeah. And, you know, but he makes a fuck ton of money. And not just for himself, for the company. So it's like, hey, Mark, you got 15 minutes in you? I mean, like, he hasn't
0: had a match, honestly. His last match was the AJ Styles Boneyard match. Yeah. It was like a cinematic yeah. match. Yeah. For that, I mean, it was, you know, a
1: three minute match against John Cena. Yeah, and I mean, hey... He hasn't, you know, he, that, has,
0: he hasn't had a a, a full-blown match since the Roman match.
1: Yeah, and even I mean, then Roman, he was like, I I I don't like what I did in that match. So, you know, obviously, you know, the performer in you, you have a bad set, you dwell on your bad set. You could do 50 great sets in a row, but you focus on that one bad one. So, yeah. like, yeah, he... He could have had 50 great matches leading up to that match with Roman, but if he didn't feel like it was up to snuff, well, guess what? I went out on a turd. Now I got to have a good one.
0: I'm going to have a good one. He'll never go yep. to redeem himself. Yep. I found RVD versus Samoa Joe on YouTube uh, from Impact on July eighth, 2010.
1: Well, I know what I'm doing before bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's, and RVD was a TNA world champion at the time. Anyway... Uh, uh, so we are probably going... I'm assuming that we're going to kick things off with the women's uh, Elimination Chamber match. And yeah. that match, the winner of this match, uh, gets a shot at Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it hands down. I don't have a doubt in my mind. Uh, Becky Lynch is going to walk out as as, cha- as winner of this. But it's going to be a really good match because this thing is stacked. There's so many yeah. incredible women in this match.
1: Yeah. Um. Honestly, th- like I, there's a few that you can pretty easily check off as uh not likely um i mean i, I it would be fun if Liv morgan won but yeah. i would i
0: would love yeah. i would love that i like Liv morgan a lot i feel like yeah. she's come a long way and oh she absolutely really
1: and i mean you heard the response when she came when she was announced at the rumble so like you know, I I love her. The fans love her. I storytelling wise, I don't see that being if not for mania. So
0: for I mania. I for a, so for a second on Monday, I thought maybe maybe she's gonna win the chamber because she's on her yeah. revenge tour. She says and yeah. she really wants Rhea. She wants Rhea so bad, mm-hmm. and like this would just it'd be a ticket to Rhea. And so yeah. I'm like oh, there's that possibility that Liv can win.
1: Yeah, just enough hope. That it could be there. Yeah. Um, but you're also talking to somebody who, you know, when it was the final four in the women's Rumble, I was like, man, I'd love it if Bailey won, but there's no way.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I had Bailey. Bailey was my pick to win the Rumble.
1: I I, I was just like, I'm I looking at it. I was like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be her. I would love to be wrong. We are, um, which, we're, we're both which is, from
0: San Jose, California.
1: Oh, that's all it is. Uh,
0: that's not all. It is, but I mean, that's that's a pretty cool thing.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I I can't uh, I can't argue your logic about Becky because yeah. I mean, like, they're clearly setting up the match at Mania if it if it happens to be Bianca versus Jade. Um, but like, I'm also like, I'm a Jade Cargill fan. Like, I remember her. Cool. Like, I remember her starting out with AEW and like I. Feel like every time I saw her, she was that little bit better. Yeah. So, like, you saw improvements, you saw improvements. But my concern now is like, she was signed and introduced. What was it, November? Was while, it? has been so- a
0: while, but like, yeah. her Rumble debut, like, she really impressed at the Rumble. She looked like, a yeah, star.
1: oh, absolutely, absolutely. And she's still and,
0: there, she's still kind of going back yeah. and forth. There's still, yeah. the, the GMs are still fighting over her a little bit.
1: So it's one of those, you know, I don't I don't know if it's just because I haven't heard her mentioned enough on WWE programming or um you know in social media and whatnot that it's a little bit like is there concern about her ability and I think a little bit.
0: I think a little yeah. bit, but like she's string with Natty and TJ, so yeah. she's going to be fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, she was she went from Ooh, that's okay. Shooting from, from, hey, who's Sack's friend? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, kind of. Who's Um, that over there with Sack? Yeah. And, you know, this, you know, somebody might hear it and be like, oh, this is just some AEW mark who doesn't want people to be successful in WWE. Dude, I don't give a shit. It's it's wrestling. I'll wa- I oh, watch yeah. the, the events. Like, I enjoy wrestling. I like and, you a lot. Yeah, And I also like Jade Cargill. So, like, yeah. I want her to be successful. Um, It's just, it's one of those, it's a little concerning that I, and it might just be that I haven't seen it. But that they're I really, haven't uh, heard more they're really of playing,
0: her. They're really playing the slow ball with her right now, yeah. Which I like. I really like the slow burn they're doing with her right now because yeah. uh she's gonna be a star. But like, save her for maybe after WrestleMania because you know, yeah, that's when you know things change. That's when the new season starts, kind of. Yeah, so like have her have her come out later on.
1: Yeah, um, and you know, Mick Foley was talking about his first potential, um you know, WrestleMania moment, and he uh, is. it was like, well. If it's just to put me on the show, don't put me on the show. Make it mean something. So, yeah. like, and, right. and if they have any concern, whether it's performance, physical issues, um, anything, and they're like, we need to get this worked out, um, take the time, get it worked out, make sure that she's 100% both physically and, you know, within the company's expectations of a performer because you know, you want her to have the best opportunity for success. You know um, you don't want her to, you know, quote unquote, jump ship. You don't want her to go to this new company with all this fanfare and expectation and have her just fizzle out. Um, you know, I want her to be successful. Um, so you know, yeah, hopefully... and I feel like
0: the slower they go with her, the more successful she'll yeah. be in the long
1: run. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's pretty obvious they're they're going to try and pair uh, pair her up with Bianca Belair. Um, I mean, just from the nonsense at the Rumble, like clearly they had their their standoff. Um, but you know, I'm also you know a fan of Bianca, <laughs> and it's it's one of those things where it's like uh, if they make them. Go against each other. Am I gonna be rooting for Bianca or Jade? Imagine I... if
0: they became women's tag team champions. Uh
1: the C that uh... would be fun. That would be fun. And why not both? <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: so uh anyway, back to the chamber match. The women in this match are uh Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, uh the returning Naomi to WWE. Yep. And also returning from injury, uh, Raquel Rodriguez. So, I mean, you could make a case for almost any of these women to win the match, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it's not a clear-cut person. I do think Becky. But, like, Liv could win. Uh, Tiffany Stratton is not going to win, of course. Yeah. But I feel like this is going to be a big moment for
1: her. Uh, yeah. She is
0: yeah. so she's so good. Like, she had these matches against Becky Lynch in NXT, and she was so impressive.
1: And, you know, it's going back to what I said before. Like... It- it doesn't matter. Not that it doesn't matter if you win or lose, it does from a perspective. But it like, matters
0: if you're going to WrestleMania to face Rhea Ripley for sure.
1: Yes. Um. But in the the wonderful world of wrestling, where the outcome is already determined, if you know you're not winning, like, yeah, you can still win. Yeah. By having the best match you can have, you and you can win by you, losing. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you put yourself in a position where, wow, she was almost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's like the Rumble last year when it was uh, Gunther and um, and Cody at oh, the yeah. end. Yeah, like not not that I was worried about Gunther getting over. He was doing okay. Um, but like <laughs> there there was a little bit of me that's like going back to the old school liking this the physical competitive sport oriented wrestling where it's like, man, I love Cody and I really want him to win. But son of a bitch, Gunther is like he's a legitimate fighter and you, you're just you're rooting for him. Um yeah
0: and it was and he was there since the, and Gunther yeah. was one and Cody was 30. And so yeah. you're like, I wouldn't be mad if Gunther won right now.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's definitely one of those. You know, give her the opportunity. Well, if you are given the opportunity to shine, however you have to, make it the best situation you can. Get that sparkle on you. Um. And opportunity.
0: You're on camera. You have an opportunity to the show.
1: Yeah, and give yourself the best opportunity to be back. Not necessarily in the main event at Mania, but maybe you're at Mania maybe you get a match if it's not a great match maybe you're booked in a better position for the event after that right. so like or
0: going forward maybe- and then like somebody like Tiffany Stratton i mean she's brand new in fact yeah. there was really funny promo uh cuz all the girls came out on monday and then uh uh tiffany was like talking you know talking shit to them and then bianca goes uh excuse me when did you get here like tuesday yeah <laughs> that was really funny so she's super new there and so yeah you know she's not going to win this thing but like you right like you said if she has a good showing then yeah. that could be good for her just going forward in the future
1: yeah and um you know obviously you know the rest of the women in the match you know, with um you know Liv Morgan yeah Liv's Liv we've talked about her uh, If
0: you she, know what?
1: She's, I think yeah. I feel
0: like Liv's the only one that could possibly win besides Becky because she has that yeah. revenge story built into. Yep. too yep and um, Becky Lynch, you know what? And Becky Lynch, can, I'm sure you know they can make it this storyline where she has she gets adversity and she has her own hill to climb, and yeah. you know, and so and, and she has like a long road back to the title, right? Yeah. Because she has adversity, and yeah. so and then Liv goes on to get squashed at WrestleMania. I mean, who knows? But also yeah. the reason why I think Becky is going to win hands down is because besides Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch was the only woman wrestler. That was at the media thing, the WrestleMania yeah. media thing. In yeah,
1: they're they're actually ad like uh, focusing on her, and they um, were almost
0: because, promoting it at, for WrestleMania. They were almost yeah. promoting it for WrestleMania. Yeah,
1: and you know, yeah, I, will I say everyone's happy that Naomi's back? You know, there's some people that think she would have been better off elsewhere. But the point you is, know
0: there's she, fans. There's a group of there's fans on Twitter that want her to be like canceled or something they're mad because she left and i'm like okay people leave their jobs like this person yeah. was like oh i hate her and yeah you know, people okay people leave their jobs okay yeah. so she left for her own like her own yeah. personal mental health yeah. reasons
1: and, and she came know? back for and her she's own. Back, she's here she's
0: now up. it's like she, you're mad at her because she yeah. left but she's here now. Yeah. Like, yeah. that doesn't make
1: any sense. Yeah. So, like, you know, the people that are going to bitch and moan about her, let them bitch and moan. Yeah, Fuck them. I agree. Um, them. So, but I'm happy you know, she's back. Yeah. I, and, you know, for me, knowing the kind of performer she is and having seen her wrestle, like, wherever she went, you just wanted success for her. Blanket statement. Best of luck for you no matter where you go. I mean, she
0: went to TNA or impact wrestling or whatever, and yeah. she was a women's champion for the whole yeah. time she was there.
1: She went there, she made the most of it, showed that she could work outside of a WWE system. Yeah. And yeah, WWE was like, Hey, the door's open, and yeah. the you know, person you don't she, like
0: isn't he here anymore.
1: Yeah. And she <laughs> came back. <laughs> yes, speaking of hills and adversity. <laughs> uh, yeah. <but> it, <laughs> so I mean she, that's
0: that's a selling point for some people yeah. though. It, it it is you're and, you know,
1: it, 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 absolutely the The wicked witch is dead um so yeah. but, you know with with naomi you know she had she has that built-in fan base so like okay if you weren't watching for a while you might not remember her she may be new if you're a new viewer but like there's so much history that you can build off from her from a character standpoint that, like, yeah, okay, she's not really a credible threat to win it. But, like, you know it's going to build towards something. She's going to use this as leverage into an angle, into a feud. Even if it's just, hey, we need a b- another body to be in the match, fine. Like, give her the chance. give her, Get her in there. You know she's going to work well. And she'll you know, put over the shit she needs to put over and she'll get her stuff over too. And, and she had a
0: fantastic showing at the Rumble.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, kind of the, you know, similar situation with Raquel Rodriguez because she's is she just coming back from something.
0: Yeah, she was injured. She was on the, on yeah.
1: the injury list. Yeah, because I, I remember, um you know, I remember seeing her at a couple of PLEs and being like, I have no idea who she is she's but cool. I like
0: her she's she's, yeah. she's big it's, it's silly to me because her name in uh, nXt was raquel gonzalez um, but they wanted to change her name to rodriguez and then but they always talk about her dad who was a wrestler named gonzalez and so' it's just it just feels so backwards yeah to me.
1: it it it's like okay yeah I get it the company needs to control the branding but like really. <laughs>
0: Like, if you're gonna that, say her
1: dad's Gonzalez, just call her Gonzalez. I'm sure it's yeah. Cool. Change Raquel. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's if, funny. If, if you really have to control it that much, give her a different first name. It's like you know, it, it just it's absolutely ludicrous. You know the level that the company will go to. Like, okay, can we just accept that Rick Steiner's son? It's clearly Rick Steiner's son. Do we have to call him Braun Breaker? Like, <laughs> you're looking at fucking Rick Steiner. Braun like, Breaker.
2: Like, what okay, whatever.
1: It's, it's, it's a stupid gimmick. It's a silly name. Whatever. It doesn't affect his ability as a performer. But, like, as somebody who remembers watching Rick Steiner when he was Braun Breaker's age, it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's your dad. Like, it's, I'm it's kind of cool. used
0: to the name now, though. I'm kind of used to it. I didn't yeah, like it for I, a while, but I feel like I've gotten used to it. He had a you know, really good showing in the Rumble, too.
1: Yeah, he had a great showing. He was impressive. Like, that, that was his coming out party. It really yeah. was. And, yeah. you know, again, you love to see it for somebody who's working hard and showing that they get it. And, honestly, anyone who had any consideration of a thought that – the son of rick steiner the nephew of scott steiner was not going to do well in wrestling (laughs) clearly does not know the lineage he comes from like um you know the personal stuff with rick and scott and the things in the later years that notwithstanding like in between the ropes jesus they you know those were guys that worked and worked snug and knew how to like knew the business um yeah, so, yeah. okay i can i can live with braun breaker being the name he's developed his character but ye gads and it's, yeah it's,
0: you don't have to worry about uh any crossover either because i'm sure rick's will never be on ww
1: tv again
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you don't have to worry about any crossover there
1: yeah no, not even a mention no nope. So they, they, they
0: dodged a bullet by changing his name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, let's see what else is happening. We have a tag team title match. Uh, the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, Mr. Senor Money in the Bank, I should add. Yes. Uh, putting their tag team titles on the line against the New Catch Republic, uh, which is a newly formed tag team of uh, yeah. Tyler Bate and the returning Pete Dunn. Uh, yeah.
1: Sure. I'm very excited about that. I think it's going to be a great match. Honestly, I, I do. really do. I um, but I don't like, think, I mean, but
0: they already had the best match, uh, on SmackDown last week when DIY, DIY fought Dunn and, Dun
1: and Bate. I had not seen it. So I, I'll have to go back to watch that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I mean, I don't envision a scenario where Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate come out with the victory. Yeah. Um, like, if, if you're going to do a title switch, no matter what the title is, and your options are WrestleMania or the pay per view before WrestleMania, <laughs> it's going to be WrestleMania. But um, so hey, I mean, it happens,
0: I mean, though. I was there when Eddie Guerrero beat Goldberg for the world title.
1: Yeah. Or for whatever title shit, it was.
0: Yeah.
1: Crazy shit happens. No way
0: out. I was there. Speaking of places, it, I was. Yeah. I, uh,
1: I was at the TV taping for the debuting Smoking Guns. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I was at the TV yeah. taping
0: for the debuting Giant Gonzalez.
1: <laughs> yeah, they let him keep his name. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's funny. I used to tell my wife when, because when, when when Ra- Raquel Gonzalez uh, was in NXT, I told my wife that that was her, her dad.
1: Before That's you even true. started, That's I was like, true, oh, please. Please tell me that's what he said. Please tell me. Yeah. That's was oh saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's her she's shoot. She's big, dad. too, so it's but, believable because she's big. So um, yeah, she's
0: cool. Anyways, uh, but yeah, yeah, so the tag team title match. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to change hands here. Yeah, it'll be good though. Um, it'll be really good to see Pete Dunne, yeah, Finn Balor and, and, cross the ring from each other.
1: Yeah, because I mean. Like I, I always love looking at matches where you have a lot of really good talent, and it's like, okay, tell me who's the worst performer in that match. And it's like, okay, no matter like who Damian you... Priest? Yeah. I mean, I would probably say Damien Priest would probably be the weakest link in that match, but he's still a really good wrestler. Yeah, so it's like, it's like it, it, yeah, you're trying to pick up the weak link. Like, okay, um, well, who was better in the, you know really showing my age Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair trilogy, like who's the better wrestler? Uh they're both amazing. Like yeah, no matter yeah. who you yeah, no matter who you pick, there's a an argument for why you're wrong. Um so no I, I think it's um you know I'm I'm looking at the card and like I mean I'd be with it only being four matches, it's like what's gonna be the worst match? And I don't, I, I personally don't think it's going to be this one. Um, I think it's just going to be a really solid tag team match, and um, I, I think New Day is going to wind up retaining the championship because I don't think there's any strong storyline reason for them to lose it this close to, you know, Mania unless it's some type of, oh well, they lost it and now. Damien Priest is going to use his cash-in to challenge for the tag titles at Mania.
0: No, that would be terrible.
1: It'd be so dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that would
0: be. What if they lost it, and then he cashed in for, for right then and there, and then they won it back? I mean... That'd be kind of cool. Oh, Christian yeah. did that, though. Christian did that already in AEW recently. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like, okay, well... Do we want to bury the concept of the money in the bank? Yeah, That's yeah. how we do it. <laughs> Nobody will ever want to see this fucking briefcase again. I mean, where
0: Sandow you want it, so...
1: It's, it's just... Pretty, it's a dead concept. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, there's no reason why I can imagine they would do the change unless there's some type of angle that they're leaning for to, you know, cause dissension among the ranks with the Judgment Day. But I don't think that's how you do it. Um, not not on the afterthought show between Mania and Rumble. Um, I, yeah, I just I agree. So Judgment Day, I will retain
0: their tag team titles. Uh, we have a women's title match. It yep. is Nia Jax challenging the home country hero uh, yep. of. Rhea Ripley. This is going to be incredible for for her, for the audience. Uh, I feel like this is going to be just a feel good moment right here for WWE. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, it's a good thing Vince McMahon isn't booking because he would have booked her to lose. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. She probably would have um, to join
0: Nia Jackson's Kiss My Ass Club or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, okay, well, she's going to have to figure out a way to get the right to challenge for it at Mania. Um, Oh, then she
0: just has to get on all fours and bark like a dog.
1: Yeah, that's um, all. that's all. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, like, um, oh, but then she I,
0: slept I, with this other girl's dad, and exactly. he had a
1: heart attack. Well, they were never mind. Where have I heard all of this before? Oh, uh, yes, um, so yeah, I mean, it's another foregone conclusion. Like, clearly, Rhea Ripley's winning, like, there's no, be, yeah, like, there's but, no it's way, in so hell.
0: good, like, but I feel like, like. I don't know. I just feel like this is gonna be such a good match because Rhea's gonna be so hyped up and then yeah. Naya is a force, you know, and I feel yeah. like Rhea, Rhea will be able to just toss her around and it'll be exciting yeah, and, just, and fun and
1: and you know everything. for me it just really comes down to given the fact that you know clearly Rhea's win- like Rhea's winning, like she's she's going to mania. Oh, yeah. She has to you win. Just, she has,
0: yeah, she's definitely going to mania. Just because I mean, you know, like I said what i think is going to get is uh Becky versus Rhea at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. Um as far as i'm concerned um as long as um you know we manage to keep it to the point that uh you know Rhea gets out safely. <laughs> um like you know just just I mean, keep that's her safe. Concern, being yeah.
0: In the of Nia Jax.
1: yeah, that that's honestly the this is why my brain, like, the not, the fan only, not anybody, like, not, like, trying to be a, a, a smart mark or anything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why this shouldn't be the best match on the card. No reason. You have yeah. the women's champion who is universally loved. Like, even if you don't like the Judgment Day, it's because you don't like the character. Like, they're, they're heels. You're not supposed to like them. But, like, you know how good a performer uh Rhea Ripley is. So it's just a matter of, well, is she going to be able to have this match, have that feel-good moment, have the audience react the way they need to react, and also make sure that, you know, Nia Jax doesn't actually kill her in the middle of the ring. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and, you know, I... I I'd say there's probably a little bit of it that might be a bit unfair towards Nia Jax. Like, shit happens. It's not ballet. Everyone who's involved with that understands it. But, you know, you stop and think, you know, how many people have been in matches that have gotten injured by direct correlation of her doing something or not doing something. And it's like, okay. Also,
0: things just happen. Like, like Shotzi tore her acl in a match yeah in NXT. and all she did I, we watched it all she did was she jumped from the apron to the floor and she just fell yeah. over
1: yeah i mean sting tore his uh t- blew out his knee climbing um you know up a steel cage like literally early on in his career he went to climb a steel cage and he blew out his fucking knee oh, well,
0: i didn't even know that
1: um, that, that's, that's going back to the, uh, the good old, uh, Jim Crockett promotions. <laughs> um, like it was, yeah. uh, I think it was originally that he was tapped to, uh, to win the championship, um, like to win the title and he blew out his knee and, you know, they're like, oh shit, we got to pivot. We got to pivot. And then they immediately made Lex Luger a face like, <laughs> uh, the original show. Sure, Lex- yeah. Yeah, are we sure Lex Luger is the guy we want to be the face of the company? Well, who else do you got? Um, So, yeah, legitimately, accidents happen. You know, something could happen unrelated to wrestling, and she's not going to be able to compete. Um, You know, whether you love him or hate him, you know, CM Punk, when he came back, he came back and got hurt in, in the Rumble. But what happened was a total freak accident. Yeah, you know, he he described No, Drew, he was,
0: Drew McIntyre prayed for it. <laughs>
1: I mean, hey, you know, whatever helps him sleep at night. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it the shit happens. It really I, does.
0: I uh, honestly think Tony Khan probably prayed for it too.
1: Yeah, probably a little bit.
0: <laughs> Tony Khan probably no. offered God more money. <laughs> Here's my money. Just hurt his knee. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, Tony, Tony Khan's got the kind of money that he probably gimmicked the ring to make it hurt him.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you don't you don't want anything to happen to any of these people. You really don't. Even if you hate them, and yeah, I mean absolutely yeah. hate the character, end of the day, it's a person who's providing a form of entertainment for you. You watch your favorite TV show. You hate the bad guys because they're that good of an actor. You, you just... You know, you just want them to go up. You just want them both to have fun. That's yeah, all you
0: want. I just want everybody to have fun, have some good wrestles. You know.
1: Yeah. So we uh,
0: we have uh, what what's probably going to be the main event. I mean, Rhea could be the main event, um, but I do believe that I, I kind of
1: hope she is. Honestly, I, I really too. hope she is because I mean, yeah. obviously, you Building know, off the air
0: with her holding the belt up in the air. Oh yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh,
1: yeah, I in mean, Australia? I think. Yeah, I think you'd probably have to angle it in such a way that, like, I think you have to do a chamber match, tag match, chamber match, and then, you know, women's championship. Uh, because I don't think you could do two back to back chamber matches. Um, but the reality is, if it's not Rhea Ripley, uh, if it's not the women's championship, it's probably going to be the men's. Um, yeah. but, uh, Well, actually, uh, because the women's rumble was was first. I don't know. Maybe they do the men's chamber first. I don't know. I think Um, they'll do
0: the men's chamber at the end. But they could. I I mean, so, yeah, I guess they could do either chamber first or at the end. Yeah. They really could, because there's not really, there's not going to be much storyline progression. Like, basically the winners of the chambers are just going to be the winners of the chambers. You know, like, they have to have the men's rumble at the end because who's going to come out or, you
1: know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: But, uh, yeah, so, uh, we have in the men's chamber, we have Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, Kevin, (laughs) and uh, and uh, your favorite YouTuber, Logan Paul.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, L.A. Knight, next question. Um, (laughs) I, um, I, 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 I stand by it. What's your I pick is like LA
0: Knight your pick on
1: this? Yeah, honestly, I I really I really want to be LA Knight. Um it's I think be. there, there's been so much in my opinion wasted opportunity with how over he's gotten with the crowd. Basically, yeah, in spite true. of WWE, um like despite the best efforts of management to not have him be popular, he's still popular and, you know, you have to, you have to do something with them. You have to put him in a position to sell more merchandise. Like, you, like there's only so much you can do. Just having him on TV occasionally, you have to have him booked to, like, in a match. Um, is he going to win the title at Mania? Probably not. Do I think he? Sh- do I think he should? Uh, debatable. But, like you have to make sure he's in as best a position as possible with just how popular he is um Randy orton, I mean, I'm glad he's back, I'm glad he's still working, kind of like I said about the undertaker, but um you know he's he's on the downslope of his career, he's been doing it for twenty plus years, so you know time's got to come eventually um I wouldn't be surprised. If, Drew McIntyre just packed up his shit and left after after the whole thing. Um, I mean, so this, I don't think
0: contracts up before Mania. I
1: think, yeah. So I mean, unless they can work something out pretty quick, I don't envision anything long term with him. Um, well, I mean, I so the, the,
0: I think Drew McIntyre is a good winner because mm-hmm. I mean, despite the whole contract situation, right? Yeah, but I feel like Drew has an already uh, uh, this thing going with Seth. Here he has his animosity yeah. with Seth. Him and Seth are already not liking each other. He attacks Seth. So WrestleMania, like there's there's a it's personal. He won the right to go there. So then Seth loses to Drew at WrestleMania. Drew goes on to have a lengthy title run, you know, six yeah. to nine months. Seth can go home and rehab, whatever the case. But yeah. whether it's Seth Rollins or CM Punk, whichever one of those two come back first, there's already a storyline ready to go.
1: Yeah. And that's I think that's my bigger thing is that because you don't have the assurances, like you don't know. Well, I mean, we the wrestling community Dave Meltzer knows. Know. Yeah, Dave Meltzer knows. He so, knows everything. Um and he says there's no contract, so there's no contract. Um so yeah we don't know what the status is for all we know there could absolutely be a contract in place and it's ready to go he just it's like hey it's signed it takes effect on the first day after your current contract expires we don't know um so do i i mean just completely kayfabe within storyline like everyone stays forever yeah, I, I think he's a good option to win because, he, like you said, he has those multiple story arcs that are built in ready That are already, made.
0: already in place, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And, you know, any moderate, term, any moderate fan, like north of casual fan, already knows what those are. Like, you don't have to explain it. Um, again, I'm still pushing LA Knight um, because <laughs> I think it's – you know, I I really do think it's kind of it's just wasted potential. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean you it got, could be
0: him. I've never yeah. I've never really been a big fan of his.
1: I will say, I'm more a fan of the fact that he's done it in spite in of such a an lot organic of way. Yeah, well, um, I mean, he's, he's done been, it
0: honestly, though. Like I've seen it everywhere he's been in TNA. He's gotten himself over in mm-hmm. NWA. He's gotten himself yep. over. NXT, you know, WWE.
1: Everywhere he's been,
0: he's risen to the top.
1: Yeah, and you just have to, you know, stop and think, like, okay, maybe we're wrong. Like, (laughs) are (laughs) are all the fans wrong? No. Like, he's doing it everywhere he's been. And, like, essentially the same character. So, like... Max Dupree, right? Yeah, like... Clearly, he's doing something right, and it's yeah. not what you're telling him to do. So, like, you know, for me, part of it is wanting him to get that that added success because I feel like he's earned it. Um, but, again, it's story. You have to make sure the storyline makes sense. And unless you have a really good built-up story, I, I could see why it wouldn't necessarily go towards him. Um, and just, you know, kind of the same thing, like, you know, Kevin Owens. Yeah. You do have, um, you know, you have some, yeah, the background, but you know, I just, I I don't want to, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but I have to say it. I don't like Logan Paul the guy can work.
0: No, he's so good. And I feel like him and Owens are in this thing to further their story for WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like that's that's going to be a match to look out for at Mania. Yeah. Um Because
0: it'll be like no holds barred or something. Yeah. Or something like that. Because,
1: you know, you for know. Ev- yeah. Cause for everything that Logan Paul lacks and I, I, I say it, you know, as respectfully as possible because he's <laughs> how many professional wrestling matches has he had
0: like 10, maybe.
1: Yeah. And it's not like he's, oh, well, he's only had 10 with WWE. No, he's had 10, period. Like, he went and learned how to do this shit on his own free time and just casually, you know, became signed by the biggest promotion in the world. So, like, yeah, okay, some of it is, okay, well, he's an internet celebrity. We, like, we have well, a built in.
0: He has more followers than all the rest was combined. Yeah. You
1: know. But if he if he was garbage, okay, we brought you in. Thanks, um, but the fact that he came in and wrestled matches and actually wrestled them like you know a wrestler, um, and is telling stories, and the people that love him love him, the people that hate him despise him. Um, like it's it's begrudging because I everyone I've talked to about him, like yeah, I don't like Logan Paul. I don't like. Like anything about him. Um, but god damn, he, he can work and he's only been getting better, oh, and he's only yeah. going to get better. It's true. It's true,
0: it really is. And I thought you were gonna say, like, what he lacks in self awareness, he makes up for in uh athleticism. <laughs> yeah,
1: what he makes, what he lacks in self awareness, he makes up for in sheer arrogance. Yeah. Um. <laughs> being a good
0: wrestler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh so yeah. Uh so who you are picking only nine, huh? On this one? Really?
1: Um, you know, it it's it's what my heart wants. I
0: went with Drew. I went with Drew. <laughs> it'll be fun, it'll be good.
1: Yeah.
0: But I think either way, it'll be it'll be fun, it'll be exciting. Oh, and then who's in the Grayson Waller? Did we find out? Did I find out who it was? Uh
1: I think you said it was um it's uh Cody was with... it Cody and yeah, Seth? I think that's what you said. That's what I, I was just guessing though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's not on the Wikipedia page. Oh. Well. I mean, Grayson Waller effect. I you know what? I I don't like Grayson Waller. I can't stand to listen to him. So I am probably not going to watch this uh this segment.
1: <laughs> now, the question is is it because he's really good at being a heel or is it because you genuinely just don't like him? I just
0: don't find him like interesting. I just find him like
1: Yeah.
0: Like I'd rather watch paint dry.
1: I mean, there's probably some some options out there for you.
0: I'd rather watch Elias on the Indies fighting Mike Bailey.
1: Which happens. Wait a minute. No, he he's Elijah, right? Elijah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's the third brother. He's
0: the third brother.
1: Oh my god. The the world would come to an end if they were literally if he was actually one of triplets and they just all converged together. I I would lose my goddamn mind. It's absolutely impossible. Not a thing. But oh my god, if he can find two lookalikes willing to grow out beards and do like a Doink the Clown substitute (laughs) Doink. Like, oh my god. That'd be great. Is that Elias or Ezekiel? It's Elijah!
0: (laughs) Put all three together. The three faces of Elias.
1: Give him three different entries into the Royal Rumble. See, that's what yeah. they should that's what they should do. They should bring him back and have him come back and be yeah. all three characters. Put
0: Elias in first and then have him shave his beard real quick. <laughs> and you can't do Elias again for like four months.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, he's up with an injury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, has, man. he has a strained beard. <laughs>
0: well uh kevin it is getting late over there for you and uh i think we've kind of talked about everything there is to talk about in professional wrestling yeah so we should call it a day thank you for joining me man it's been super fun that's
1: thank you for having me i just hope at least some of my predictions for uh for elimination chamber come true i'm uh, probably i feel pretty comfortable with uh rear ripley uh retaining feel pretty good about judgment day but hey who knows Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. It's true. It's very true.
0: <laughs> uh, you want to plug? You want to plug social media?
1: Yeah. Um. On any uh, social media that you care to partake in, it's at Kevin H. Brady. Uh, most importantly, on Venmo and PayPal as well.
0: <laughs> and the H is important, you guys.
1: Yeah, the H Otherwise is important. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a congressman in Texas named Kevin Brady, and uh, yeah. I, I got the band hammer a couple of times, some some social media timeouts because <laughs> they thought I was him. So make sure that uh, H is there.
0: <laughs> you damn politician. Yep. Uh, you can find me at monkey Sam Medina and uh, yeah, across the board and everything else is at a hypothetical comedy. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me.